It's Christmas. It's cold outside, so snuggle down. Put those earbuds in or turn those speakers up. Recorded live in Times Square, in the heart of New York City, you're listening to a special episode of Not Quite the Afterglow. As you heard from that fantastic intro, we are live from Times Square recording episode 15 of Not Quite the Afterglow. I'm Chloe. I'm Richard. And as I said, we are live in Times Square. And it is a very special time because we are very, very close to Christmas. It is literally a week until Christmas now. It is, and I think New York does Christmas probably better than anywhere else on the planet. Christmas in the year, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's very festive here. We've had snow since we've been here, and just every restaurant, every shop you go into has even more bright lights and, and gaudy decorations than it would, it would normally have. I mean, there are fairy lights everywhere in every shop and restaurant. And we're surrounded by the bright LEDs and the gaudy lights of Times Square, advertising, every chattel, every type of stage show, every type of album. And, you know, it's quite overpowering. This is the second Christmas in a row we've been here, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're gearing up, actually, for Christmas, but also for New Year here. So they have a countdown going on to how many days it is going to be until New Year. Um, and they have, like, the, the famous ball when they do the ball drop for New Year's um, already lined up. So one of the big sort of advertisement light things is just dedicated to New Year. But there, but there, you know, there's there's adverts for everything. But there are a, quite a few actually of like the Christmas Coca-Cola ones, just to sort of help get you into the spirit as well. We'll, we'll put some photos up on the uh, not quite the Afterglow Facebook page. But you know, we had yesterday playing snowballs in the park with the kids. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of Christmas tradition I would love as like playing in the snow and stuff. But we just we just don't get the snow anymore. Although I have to say, obviously, <laughs> we may have slightly moaned about this in the podcast last week. You know, a lot of people have had snow recently, but uh, it's just it's not this. It's just that festive thing, isn't it? You just want to have that that moment of playing in the snow around Christmas. But what got me was Central Park. It's a huge area, but even in the built-up areas of Central Park, where there was a lot of congestion of people, footfall going through the park, there were still big virgin swathes of snow that were unspoiled with no footprints. Until our children got in them. But that's the whole point. It was it was a, like a little playground. Oh, there's a subway train going underneath our feet. We're actually stood right in the middle of Times Square, uh, near the Father Duffy statue opposite uh, the McDonald's and Spongebob Squarepants the musical which we couldn't get I don't think we wanted tickets for anyway did we no I do not I, I think it's only just come out but I don't think it's been particularly rated highly actually I can't I imagine know. why well I, it, 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 I've no idea at all but I mean the great thing about being in New York at this time of the year is it's a melting pot and we've been talking to couples from across North America so let's go and talk to the first of our couples this evening about what makes a traditional American Christmas or what they do. Yes, let's go find some people. Joined by... Tim. And Lauren. Your first married Christmas together. Yeah, uh, yeah it is. <laughs> so, any Christmas traditions? Um, we usually go to my family's house in Tennessee. My parents live in Greenville, Tennessee, this tiny little town. But we have a lot of fun. We put up our Christmas tree and um, sometimes it snows. We get to all hang out and just have a great time together. We make the stuff like it's uh, called monkey bread. It's like uh, cinnamon and sugar with bread batter. It's all mixed together. It's pretty good. Bread batter. It's got eggs, milk, stuff. Yeah, you like good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you just like mix it up. Dude, dude, but if you get to my age and you're carrying an extra 70 pounds, you know why? 
because you're eating that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so worst Christmas present you've ever received? Uh, don't be diplomatic. No one, no one from your family is listening to this. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. I don't know. I mean, I guess the generic clothes. Clothes. Yeah, is, yeah. is that a bad thing? I, want, I mean, not clothes. necessarily. But you get like that ugly clothes. sweater you don't want to wear, or like the ugly T-shirt. Like, I'm, it just goes in the back of your closet. And hopefully, your parents forget about it, so they don't ask why you're not wearing it. <laughs> Worst Christmas present I've ever received. Wow. I like all my Christmas presents. I just like opening presents. A career in diplomacy beckons. I'm sorry? A career in diplomacy beckons. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, I can't think of anything. And you went to Times Square for a Christmas trip? Yes. Yep. It's my first time in New York. Yeah, like, this is your first time? This is about my, about my hundredth time in New York over the last oh. 20 years. I'm, I'm almost native. So you're lucky. I, w I wish I could have been here younger. I'm glad I was able to come here though now. Yeah, we bring our kids up. This is the second time our children have been up. They're six and four. And they're almost New Yorkers now. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, when are you back off to Tennessee? Um, on Thursday. So just yeah. a couple days here. Thanks very much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Well, they were a nice couple. They were. And it's just, it's lovely to hear about other people's Christmases and to hear people with, um, you know, sort of talking with such enthusiasm about Christmas and, and just enjoying it. they haven't even been married it. a year and they're still enthusiastic. They still love each other. I know. I mean, <laughs> good luck to them for the next four years. But I, I tell you what, I mean, the great thing about when you come to New York is you're surrounded by people who have made the effort to come here. It seems to be like this magnet for tourists who just want to say that they've been here. We flew some friends out from Raleigh, North Carolina earlier on this week and uh, one of them had never been to New York. Yeah, and I mean, what a time to come when it is just before Christmas because, you know, it, it's just different to any other time of the year here because you have so many decorations everywhere and I don't know whether people are just maybe like in more of a, a sort of happy mood, you know? You get people wishing you happy holidays everywhere and... It's not overly commercial. You'd think it'd be more commercial than it is. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you don't feel that sort of drag of people sort of desperately trying to do Christmas shopping Which and stressed out. Which you get in out. London. You get yeah. that in London. It's very different. I have to say, nobody here seems very stressed out about Christmas shopping and things like that. I haven't seen people walking with horrendous amounts of bags or, you know, walking around certainly in department stores with hundreds of things draped over their arms or in shopping baskets but that being said there is almost a week to go and uh, maybe that's the, maybe that's the last minute activity we haven't seen yeah exactly maybe maybe everyone's just waiting for the panic to set in maybe we need to walk around here some of these lingerie and department stores on christmas eve to see the men buying the inappropriate presents because they can't think of anything else to buy and just uh, let's just uh, put it out there how many presents have you bought me so far i haven't bought you anything you bought yourself a pair of weddy boots. I haven't bought you anything because I haven't. I keep asking you what you want, and I'm, I'm fed up with buying you things that you don't need, and lingerie that you don't wear, and handbags that you don't need, etc., etc. So the way I see it is that I've got three days when we get home to buy you something, and so, Amazon deliver. So therefore, therefore, you will be one of those panicked people. No, in that's what Amazon's for. Amazon can deliver. I have to say, this happens mostly all the time and I, I, I you know I'll give suggestions but there are rarely anything I actually want for Christmas but well, I'm, what, I'm not easy, I'm not easy to buy for what you normally do is a few days before Christmas you will literally just go to a shop and buy just everything. buy random stuff like we bought a Christmas decoration once from a garden center and we got it home and it didn't quite work and we rang them up and they said oh you can come in and exchange it 
And when Richard was like, oh no, I'll take it back, I'll take it back, I know you're really busy. And I was like, oh, brilliant. So he took it back, and lo and behold, on Christmas Day, I start opening my presents, and, and I'm thinking... All from the garden centre. I'm thinking... All it was these... a clothing department, a very nice clothing department in the garden centre. Don't get me wrong, they, had some, they have lovely clothes. However, <laughs> literally all my presents came from that from that one place. I'm a very busy guy. I've been out here in New York as a family, but I've also been out here doing meetings, doing all my security stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I'm also not going to carry stuff back from New York, pay through the nose to carry it back when I can get it on Amazon. The whole thing is we're in internet age, in the cloud. People deliver stuff. I've said this before a hundred times. You can never go wrong with diamonds. Let's go and talk to another couple, see how they celebrate Christmas. Okay, let's go. I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Sierra. Uh, Zach. And you live in? We're from Orlando, Florida. A nice area, but very wet. Yeah, it rains a lot, but then it'll be uh, real sunny about 10 minutes later. So Christmas together, how long have you been married? No, we're not married. Oh, you're not married? So are you... Oh, no, I'm not going to ask you to get down on one knee and propose. <laughs> but you've been together for how long? Uh, about five years. So it's your fifth Christmas together or sixth Christmas together? Uh, <laughs> oh, I put you on the spot. <laughs> Would it be fifth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, any Christmas traditions? Um, just usually to get with the family on each side and trade over probably like half the day at my house and half the day at his family's house. Your family's close by? Yeah, our family's about 10 minutes apart. Your dad, he's not from America. Your stepdad isn't from America, is he? No, he is from Bristol. Which is 15 miles from where we live, in Bath, in the UK. So I'm not sure whether he's going to be happy you're talking to us at all. We're from the posh area. Bristol, Bristol's where all the working class people live. But he's a Leeds football supporter, so the fact that I support Sunderland's probably not going to go down with him well either. So this, this isn't starting very well. So come on, Christmas traditions. What do you do with your family? Um, on usually Christmas Eve, we actually, my family gets together and we just go out and eat and then we come back to my grandmother's house and we open Christmas presents. And the night before or the, on Christmas Day? The night before and then Christmas Day, um, we do nothing really. <laughs> so you don't open Christmas presents on Christmas Day? At my mom's house with my stepdad, we open Christmas presents and then at my grandmother's house, we open Christmas presents there. So it's like we get best of both worlds. So no Christmas presents on Christmas Day? Some, not more at my grandmother's. Same with you? Uh, no, we open our presents early in the morning. I got two younger brothers and we do that. And then she'll actually come over later and have a car full of presents for all me and my family. She'll be loading them up and she has some uh, funky socks and sweaters and stuff as well. She gets in the Christmas spirit big time, more than all of us. So your stepdad, has he imported any Christmas traditions from England at all? Christmas puddings and things like that? Um, the thing he actually brought over here is breakfast. He makes Heinz beans, like a turnover egg, and always toast. That's his tradition he brought over here, but... Egg and beans on toast. Yeah. <laughs> Traditional. <laughs> but he can't get proper bacon here. No, no. He talks about that all the time. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do to pigs, but it certainly doesn't look religious. <laughs> so, you're flying back when? The 20th we fly back. So when you get when you get back, this will be live. You can download it. You can listen to yourselves. Yes. Of course, yep. So well, happy Christmas. Thanks very much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Another couple, happily looking forward towards Christmas, doing things very differently from the UK. They're opening their presents the night before. 
Yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, well, I think some families do that anyway. I, I know that I don't, but I know of other families that tend to open presents on Christmas Eve. Um, you, usually, families who uh, go to midnight mass actually opening their presents when they get back. What from midnight mass? Yeah. Um, I've seemed to remember my mum saying about doing that once before, but then you wake up on Christmas Day and you're, you just have that sort of lull because you've already opened all your presents. So basically, all you've got to look forward to is the dinner. Actually, both couples we've talked to so far this evening don't have children, so maybe having children, maybe that changes things. Yeah, maybe it does actually. I think uh, having children has changed Christmas for us because it's given me a more of an enthusiasm. For, uh, I mean, I never hated Christmas, but I think you get more into it when you've got children because you just, you know, you like to see that look on their face when they when they get the presents that they really wanted or or as as happened last year, our youngest got a tube of Smarties and went, "Oh my goodness, this is the best present ever!" And I'm looking at him. Smarties being chocolate beans. Yeah, and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at these uh, sweets, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, a pound tube of sweets. Why do we buy him any other presents? Because apparently, this tube of sweets is the best present ever. Better than the hundred pound electronics or the fifty pound box of Lego. Exactly. I mean, that's the beauty of children. They're easily pleased. But we start planning for Christmas six... Well, you start planning for Christmas six, eight months in advance. You're very organised. I do, because I keep an eye on various big sales and things so I can, you know, make sure I can get stuff, you know, a little bit cheaper. And, you know, I, I know the kids kind of inside out, so I know really what they're into. But it's not just that, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a typical mum. I buy the children clothing and stuff as well. So, you know, that's stuff I can pick up all through the year for them to have at Christmas. I'll tell you one thing that got me in the Christmas mood today, and that was we were in the Trinity Church, the other side of Wall Street, the other side of the World Trade Center. And that, that church was made famous, and famous is probably the wrong word, for all the wrong reasons, after the terrible outrage of 9-11, when it was a church that was used as a refuge, as an escape by many of the support workers and the rescue workers and the emergency services when they were taking breaks during the rescue and recovery operations after 9-11. And while we were there today, they brought in... They brought in a real Christmas tree, and it was quite a tall one. And I, I, I honestly think, despite it having high ceilings, when they brought it in, I did think twice to myself about whether they would actually manage to fit it in there when it was uh, fully up, because it did look very long. It was about 28, 29 foot long, this Christmas tree. But it was just the smell of the spruce. Yeah, I think you can't beat that that smell of Christmas tree at Christmas. I worked in a garden centre when I was younger and one of my favourite things to do was when people bought their Christmas trees was to put them through the machine that netted them up so they could take them away. And every time I did that, only it would be freezing outside, but every time I did that I would come in and my hands would just they my hands would literally smell like Christmas. It was amazing. It was it was worth going outside in the freezing cold for those few minutes to do that. And now people cheat and they have the aerosol plugins that smell of apple pie or smell of pine. Yeah, to be fair, we cheat because we have an artificial tree, but we have these scent sticks that you can put in the tree that smell. Reeds, reeds, they're called. Oh, are they? I don't know. Are they? No, are they, no we have a reed, diffu- we have a a reed, reed diffuser. diffuser it smells amazing. But yeah, we have these little things that you hook in the tree, except I never hook ours in the tree. I just hook it like by the radiator, so... The, you know the warmth of the radiator makes the smell fill the room so when you come in you have a few minutes of coughing and choking you know and then your eyes water and you go oh it smells like Christmas but in a way that's overpowering. We're surrounded by as I said the lights and the noise and the activity in Times Square but nothing in Times Square would tell you it's Christmas would it? 
I don't know because out the corner of my eye I can see a guy who has a, a suit jacket that is covered in Father Christmases. Oh, yeah. Apart, apart and he is from the one, the, the one Hispanic wearing the, the, the Father Christmas shirt and the Father... Oh, there's two people wearing Father Christmas hats. But apart from these passers-by, there's nothing institutional that reminds you that it's Christmas. Everything's very much focused in Times Square around that red ball at the top of the tower opposite us, which is the New Year drop ball. Uh, they're already starting to put the crash barriers up for New Year surrounded by tens of thousands of people now who are actively taking selfies, who are enjoying the limelight, and very few children. It seems to be a lot, it seems to be a magnet for a lot of couples who are just enjoying time out being romantic. Yeah, to be fair, I think most people wouldn't be out with their children at almost 10 p.m. on a Tuesday, um, Monday uh, night. Yeah, sure, but, you know, again, surrounded by people who... Oh, people clapping. There's, uh, are they clapping for us, or is it... I think they're breakdancing with some, some form of performance street art going on. So we're heading back to the UK in the next sort of 48 hours. We've had a week here. The kids have had some fun playing snowballs in Central Park. We've been over to see uh, Statue of Liberty today over on the Staten Island Ferry. What's the best thing you've beat about being in New York so far? I think it's got to be the snow. I mean, there's nothing beats having snow and then being in Central Park. You've been listening to episode 15, a special recorded live in Times Square in the heart of New York City. Come back next week for episode 16 and I look into the new year. And in the meantime, have a fantastic Christmas. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And uh, if you do do something we would do, take a photo, know. take a photo, upload it to the Facebook page and we'll make you famous. Thanks for listening. Happy Christmas and happy holidays. Thanks for listening to this holiday special recorded in the Big Apple. Do subscribe and come back weekly for more content. And for now, happy holidays to your family from ours.